find you my missing puzzle piece I'm complete I was just Surfing 18, and today we reached the end of season four, which is okay. I guess it's not like the end of season three when I was like throwing parties everywhere. Okay, so <laughs> confetti cannon, <laughs> confetti. I have two awesome guests with me, and I will let them introduce so that you can tell who's who when you hear their voices. So here you go. Hi, I'm Bethany or B. I am not that B on Tumblr. Hi, I am Snarky Hag. And I am Snarky Hag on Tumblr. Yeah. Some days you should just say it backwards and be like, I'm Hag Snarky. You can call I me Hag Snarky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out. Let me type it out and see if I can figure out how to say it. Not like I have anything else to do. Right. <laughs> okay, Not like so we're we trying are... to do a podcast right now. <laughs> we are doing All or Nothing, which Yay. is the end of season four. Yes. And it looks like um, gay crayons. <laughs> Did you just say gay crayons? <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> this is terrible. <clears throat> terrible. <clears throat> anyway, so. <laughs> I can't make the episode any better, so I have to make the podcast. <laughs> and that is the podcast. We are done. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> all right, so it's all or nothing. Which is the end of season four, except for it doesn't really feel like an ending. It just No. <laughs> I will 100% agree with you on that. It does not feel like the finale. You know, no. It is um, the worst season finale. No, it's not. I will argue yes, with you is. about that. No, it is yes, not. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it really better? It's really... Uh, okay. Here's where I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's not the worst as far as storyline it is the worst as far as it just ends and then there's nothing all right i agree with that i will agree with that there is no i also agree with that season (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it is the worst finale in terms of actual finale stuff. But yes. I, you know, I would rather watch this than watch season two's New York again. I'm sorry. What? Huh. Most of that, that episode, I'm cute. just. But <laughs> it has cute. It has wicked. Yeah, it has I the like I love you scene. Two. It has the I love you scene. It has Quinn getting a haircut. No, I'm joking. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> hey, you know what both of these episodes have in common, though? Quinn gets a haircut? No, my cup, my cup. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this Way episode. See, and they say there's no continuity. Right. I know. <laughs> Proved him wrong. Okay, so this episode marks the dramatic and amazing return of Sugar and Joe, who we haven't seen since Girls and Boys on Film. <laughs> I actually cracked up at the way they decided to reintroduce Sugar and Joe by simply <laughs> counting the amount of people that they had and then be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Sugar and Joe. <laughs> like, poor that was one sugar. of their better jokes. And poor Joe. <laughs> And then they're just gone. They don't even come back. They're just gone in the middle of the school year. You know, here's my thing. I wonder if Sugar and Joe were contracted for two-thirds of the season because they are literally in only two-thirds of the episode. So I'm like, hmm. (laughs) I don't know because I feel like they just didn't want to use them. Like, they were probably contracted for most of the season. They're like, eh, we don't feel like it. Well, but if you are, I mean, like, Yeah, but, like, think about Think about how much time Artie just spent just sitting there. <laughs> right. Artie, that's in true. Every episode. Yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't. He does not do anything. Well, that's probably, true. Because so maybe really they had other stuff they wanted to do. I don't know. I just know that it's like it's very jarring. You're like, oh yeah, these characters. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid for- fourth wall punch. I it guess. really was. Oh man! <laughs> Six, eight, nine. How like, we get? Oh, wait a minute. Where's where is it? Where's where's the rest of the people? Oh, there they are. <laughs> we have Kurt? enough to yeah. perform. Oh my god. I, okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let's talk about um, the most dramatic section of this episode: um, the New York stuff, which is not very much. It is no. uh, Rachel doing her callback for Funny Girl, where she sings a song, and that's it. <laughs> and it's not even they a very... fucked that up so hard. <laughs> it's not even Why a very good song. at the song? end of the episode? Why? Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like they just wanted to get boring. it out of the way. It's just like, oh yeah, we have to do this. Celine Let's get Dion it out of the way. is boring. Well, the thing is, like, I know that Rachel's very important. She's the star of the show. But mm-hmm. the fact that they had her cliffhanger in the first few minutes and then right. didn't go back to it at all, like that's yeah. not where you put a cliffhanger. No. That's a really that's a really bad place to put a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which is why it's the their well, worst season finale. And really it it really should have been <laughs> right. all, all anyway, that little scene <laughs> should have been at the end of the last episode. Because that's where that story was. Yeah. Oh, she, and then wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her I agree. It whole story for that was in wonderful. So carrying it into this episode didn't make any sense. It's okay to ha- not have her not in an episode. That's all right. You can put that in wonderful and then let that be the end until season five. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they could have really easy, really easily had her have a phone call with Shu right before the regionals performance. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. where they have their big all or nothing conversation. And that would have put her back in the episode at a time when it was reasonable for the pacing of the episode to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we could even have a scene of her singing something emotional in the loft by herself that she's nervous or whatever. Who cares, right? Right. And, like, it would have made a lot more sense for what else was happening in the episode. Instead, they just remind us about it. She sings an emotional song. And, like, you know, she's, she does that very well. I think the song's really boring. I think the whole scene is boring. But, you know, she does do well with the song. It, that's right. the only thing that matters. But, like, it's not exactly an all or nothing Right. I, know that's the other thing. <laughs> I, I, will, I will give it this. This whole all or nothing, like mantra that they keep talking about in this episode is so like I, I there's no stakes in any of this no <laughs> like, you there's know really gonna get funny girl yeah. you know Clay's well, gonna like, get back together you know Brittany well, uh, you know they're all like 12 okay no like 18 right so yeah do you, you say know, 12 all or nothing yeah, <laughs> they're all very young right so it's not yeah. really all or nothing for Rachel this is not her last chance to get into a Broadway show no right it's not all or nothing for Blaine because, okay. dude, he, Kurt's not going anywhere. It is not all or nothing. You know what? It's a little bit all or nothing for Unique. Yeah. Because she's yeah. But it's not even all or nothing for the new directions because there'll just be another group next year that Mr. She won't care about. So you know, <laughs> plus it's like there I mean, really isn't anything at all. It's that, regionals yeah. too. It's not as high stakes as like something like nationals, which I mean, I guess you have to win regionals to get to nationals, but it's just, it doesn't feel like all Well, that's nothing. the other thing. I, 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 we'll talk I also don't bit. care about this group. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> well, we'll get to regional stuff specifically in a second. Cause I do have some stuff I want to say about that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, this whole, you know, for the one thing that I wanted to point out, because I've been really focusing a lot on New York and Rachel and all of this stuff. And for her entire arc, for all of the stuff that was going on, her entire arc. Oh, excuse me. I feel like this is really anticlimactic. Like all of these yeah, things she's been in, all of this growth she's had to do and all of this Brody stuff and all the Cassie July and all of it, you know. And then it's like, OK, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't end. It's just like, OK, we're going to postpone this until season five. I mean, so, the whole... at least give her a song later on in the episode where she sings about, I don't know, learning who she is or something, something. that makes something. sense with this arc. Like, Rachel yeah. is their main character, and they fuck it up so hard with her. Like, you know, I, I don't wonder understand though why they do Rachel so poorly because they don't, don't know. know how to write her. That is yeah. one of my biggest complaints with the writing room in a lot of instances is they don't know how to write her. They have her in this box and they think that she's the same way all the time. And she's not. Mm-hmm. And True. it really frustrates me a lot of the time because it makes her come off as really, I don't know the word I want to use, but it's, I, there's just so much more to her than they know how to do with her. Yeah. Right. And they give I her a agree. lot of like drama. That's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I will say, like, starting in season five, and I, I wonder if this is a, um, this, oh, what is the word, um, not consequence, if this is a reaction to what happened with Finn and with Corey, but yeah. her character gets back on track in a way that is interesting again, at least to me. And I'm like, oh, this scene feels like old Rachel, and then she's in, in the background a lot more, because I think Leah Michelle wanted some time off, mm-hmm. and... 
like it her character starts to work again (laughs) so i mean i I honestly think like this is a time where okay maybe we can attribute all of it to whatever's going on with Corey, but it just seems like the showrunners are just like "Mm, let's just kick it on autopilot well i think see where it goes and not really pay attention to any of their characters like Mm -hmm. they pay a little bit of attention to Ryder in this episode yeah and an even smaller amount to like what is actually who Blaine is as a character and everybody else. No. Right. Like yeah. not at all. Well, I have to wonder like, why did they, I mean, why did they feel the need to stretch the school year in general? But like they decided to stretch the school year, which was a bad decision, but also like they could have done a regionals episode and then just had a finale. If they, I mean, like why are they so locked into this whole competition thing? Right. I think that it, it, it kind of, I think the competition you know. stuff is a really easy way to punctuate the various episodes. This right, one was just super boring. I don't, yeah. you know, I didn't care about, you know, whether or not they make it. I don't care. I was like, why do even Kurt well, that's what I mean. care? Like, why does anyone like, care? Why, why does yeah, directions care? <laughs> that's my thing, though. I mean, they, they, they always had a hard time getting rid of the structure of, like, sectionals, regionals, nationals. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, we talked about in season three that it got really repetitive and, like, um, um, oh God, I can't even remember words anymore. Uh, that it got uh, predictable, but right. <clears throat> um, they could have just done something else. Like they could have not gone to sectionals, or they lost at sectionals, and then did something else with the Glee Club. And because there are other things you can do other than of compete. There is. I and mean, so I was in- they already lost once, so they can't lose again. So we knew they were going to win. So they should. Right. The rest of the episode should have been about stuff that was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get into Brittany's story. Not that I don't like Brittany, (laughs) but I do like Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want to expand on why? (laughs) Um, It's too much Brittany. Yeah, she's not a main character. She's an irreverent character. She's hyper reality, and she isn't. Heather Moore is not a good enough act. She's not a good enough actress to carry an episode. No, you know, she, I where she has agree. to do more than her Britney. Her Britney lines are good, but anytime it's she's doing this other bigger, greater thing, mm-hmm. it just really she just can't. She can't no, do it. They don't write it do very it. well. She can't do it as well. I mean, there's some stuff in here that's really great Britney stuff. But it's like, like the, a third um, of what you get. Yeah. And they needed to fill it in with more other stuff. We don't know that was kind of weird looking back on it. Okay, so um, here's this character who's leaving the show. And that's essentially what this kind of episode is. First of all, the whole MIT thing is really stupid. I, I know that a lot of people who have like worked really hard to get into things like that were really annoyed sure. by her just being like, yeah, but it needed course. to be stupid because it's Brittany. Like it needed yeah. to be something insane. And I love that so. she did the test in crayon and broke their Scantron machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and um, I also like the opening credits where they has, she has the glee written in crayon by Brittany. Yeah. yeah. I was it's, like, Oh, this could be good. And then it was just too much. Yeah. It's weird to me that she is like a character who got more of a goodbye getting written out than, than anybody else, even in the ending, else. like anyone in a dreams else. come true. Nobody got that kind of a goodbye. Because <laughs> like, they didn't right. have any other ideas. Uh, if Heather no. hadn't been pregnant, what the fuck were they going to do with this episode? I don't, I don't even want it. Maybe it would be a whole wedding episode for Wemma. <laughs> a second one? A third one? 
Right. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. I, I mean, what about Tina? She exists. Yeah. Give her something mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, Artie exists too. Like, well, Artie had, Artie had a storyline uh, last episode. Oh, that's true. That's true. Tina, yeah, poor Tina. She gets the shaft. Oh my god. Um, so here's okay. So I actually thought that the scene where she's like telling everybody off, kind of funny. Like she breaks up with Sam over text, and she's like, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny, but terrible in that scene. It's really hard to watch. They're shooting too much with full body shots. You can see that she's totally yeah. pregnant. Yeah, the costume department true. did not do a good job of hiding that. And the part where she breaks up with Sam over text is the only part that's like kind of funny. But that's what I'm saying. Like it was just like it just didn't land. And it wasn't like Britney 2.0, which I kind of enjoyed. This is just I don't know. She was mean. Yeah. But yeah. not unnecessarily and not funny. And not like quirky mean. Right. You know? Yeah. Sometimes but she I mean like she doesn't get it. But I liked that better than the stuff with like I, both of the fondues for two didn't really work for me all that well. Um, they don't. There's, mm-hmm. it's. They were a little too. Well, one was too long, and the other one was too short. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, uh, yeah. And what do we really need to know who the father of Sue's baby? Which they retconned anyway. And <laughs> like, uh, whatever. They did. I don't remember that. Yeah, in the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester, Michael Bolton has a cameo where he says he was not oh, the father. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, so there's the part where she brings. When she brings Shu and Sue to Fondue for Two, boy, that was a rhyme. Um, <laughs> like, at one point she says, like, you guys were enemies and then friends and then enemies and then everybody stopped caring. Like, that yeah. part's great. Yeah. But then there was a whole bunch of other stuff where it was like, it's like they just didn't know where to Well, and edit. here's my yeah. thing. Like, why is she, uh, see, this is where the whole thing just falls apart for me personally. Why is she acting so super weird about this? Because they don't really go into why. I mean, like, they say, oh, she got into this and that's why I'm acting weird. Well, that doesn't make any sense. The correlation doesn't work with causation. And then then it's like weird Britney way. Yeah, no, it just doesn't make any sense. And then adding that to the all or nothing, like she's going around and saying all or nothing. And you're like, what are you what are you talking about? (laughs) No, like that, that part of it thematically makes no sense. And mm-hmm. her so. her demands were too realistic. Like this is Britney, so she sort of wanted wacky stuff, right? Yeah. Instead, she was just like mean spirited to the people in the room, and yeah. not in a funny way. Like that's not what really gets me is that Britney as a character kind of gets on my nerves sometimes because I feel like she's unnecessarily mean and unnecessarily stupid and yeah, whatever. But her jokes usually do land. None of mm-hmm. these landed. They don't, they're well, not, not in the big picture now. There's the too thing many. Is some of them kind of did, but there, yeah, there were too many. It was too many. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then there's the, but then it gets really super serious. And there's um, like uh, two parts I kind of want to mention about this. One is like the show circle stuff, which is all really nice, but it's really weird that it's like this big ending thing. Like everybody's getting well, except for Kurt, because for some reason the writers forgot that Kurt. I don't think he was. Right. Oh my scene, god! But I don't think he was either. Yeah, Damn, I really don't. Outrage! Think he, oh, that I was. Think, I really don't think he was supposed to be in the scene originally for whatever reason. So well, we'll get there. We're not there yet. I don't even know where we are actually. <laughs> We're talking about Britney's story, so 
Yeah. The thing that gets me is that, like, she wants to do that big emotional thing right before they go out on stage. Like, they all yeah. have all their makeup on, and now they're crying. And Yeah. And she does on. go out of her way. She has a big emotional send-off to every single person. But yeah. not Kurt. Not her. But not not Kurt. Buddy. Like, she and that Kurt was weird. have an understanding. And not, it's not in the way that it's... That's that was one of those times I was like, oh, maybe Chris Colfer was in trouble, <laughs> right? <laughs> or something, something. I don't understand I, maybe why they, she literally I, said something to every single every other person. Every single person. And I'm, then the, my only thing is that it had to be not in the script because why would they edit out one no, line was, I or something? Think it was. Yeah, I, I don't and think it was in the script. They could have. She could have easily said something like, you know. She could have made a joke about him being like a ghost or not really there or right. like Blaine's hologram or any number of things where she didn't communicate it. But I wonder, the only other thing that I can wonder, and this is based off of them cutting out something later, if it had to do with maybe something clanish, and they're like, no, let's not put it in there. That's like giving something away. Possible. Maybe. Or maybe something that was supposed to involve Corey, though it doesn't make any sense as to what. That doesn't make any know. sense either. I mean, it just... Because they already knew at that point that he wasn't going to be there. No, but I agree. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. I wish I... that. I know I have that part the, of the, the script. Best I that one thing to be seen, about, but I don't have all the script. The best hmm. thing about her big emotional goodbyes to everybody is that she actually... She goes out of way to say something to Sam. But yeah. when it comes to Santana, Santana's like, you don't have to say anything. And I actually thought it was really... <clears throat> important for their particular relationship it wasn't yeah. just a, you know you don't have to say anything but it's it meant a lot but it was um, a big thing and i liked the way they fandom. left it yeah, yeah that's that was the, the second point i was it. gonna bring up was Bertana. and like i you know I, here's my thing I, I there was that earlier scene where sam calls santana because he's worried about britney and i'm like i i kind of like that she's like yeah i'm gonna go out with this really hot choreographer and everything and i'm just like oh that's great santana is like doing things with other girls and mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's just because i'm not a huge Britannia shipper or anything and just like oh that's great and then well, this being an ending for them yeah realistically that's what she should have been doing yeah yeah i mean 100 and that speaking of that <laughs> scene that really weird one where she's bent over yeah. and the camera's like down her shirt yeah <laughs> which like, is probably intentional <laughs> 100 yeah. percent intentional yeah i mean sure i guess make her just drop a bunch of stuff and pick it up off the ground all the time in high heels <laughs> i suppose that's like what they're doing there but like even then i was like what's she doing why are we looking okay like am i the pervert no i think that's they're doing that no they're doing why. it on purpose they're doing it yeah. on purpose. because they like, can. We didn't have to be reminded that she's a sexual character I felt yeah. like that was already implied because what's she going to put on something that which is and it's her. a really <laughs> weird conversation to do that in too because like because it's Sam and it just doesn't yeah. like okay whatever <laughs> but I kind of okay this is pro- hopefully there aren't too many people that will be mad at me saying this I kind of liked this as an ending for Britanna like I like that moment at the end after regionals where they just hold on to each other and kind of, I kind of liked that yeah I see that's why I felt like. It wasn't the end of their story, and it was a reasonable place. It was an actual cliffhanger. You know, it was a reasonable place where they were going to say, like, you know, we're not saying no to Britannia. Mm-hmm. We're clearly saying no to, what are these called? With Sam? Bram? Bram, I was yeah. Slam. yeah Sam, I was going to yeah. Slam, but that's not anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that might be. Oh, wait, no. no one who's an L. <laughs> um <laughs> But I think I think in terms of them, their inability to write something good for Britannia, 
yeah. The, the way yeah. that they left it was actually pretty good for that relationship. And I do think that Santana and Brittany have a lot of unspoken connections. So I was, I was cool with that. I mean, like, you know, they have that, they have that fondue for two between Santana and Brittany. And it's like, you know, they cut to commercial. Right. It's like, you have something mm-hmm. important that you're going to tell me. And then it goes to the next scene. And I was like, oh, they're really not going to finish that thought. Okay. Well, well and right. the other thing that kind of bugs me in general about this ending or is that you have all of this really heavy breakupy stuff, whatever, at the beginning of the sh- the, uh, the season. And I realized that, you know, obviously Finchel's not going to do anything because Corey's not there. And, you know, it, they try with, you know, that Britannia and Claim, but it doesn't really, like, for as heavy as you started it, you are not, and you're just, it, it's just paused like in a very awkward position like when you have to go right. and get up to go to the bathroom like mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. wait what yeah. and so it feels not a, it to me when i get like wonderful feels i love wonderful i think it's a great episode but like the end of season four i feel like it just feels a little unsatisfying mm-hmm. because of all the mm-hmm. stuff that happened at the beginning you didn't tie it like season two is amazing that way like you the all everything just it all goes up to see the ending of season two. And even if I'm not a big fan of New York, I will agree that it's like, as a finale goes, all of the stuff that they started in the beginning of the season gets all wrapped up and tied up and goes all the way to the end. And it's a great season thematically, but right. season four was just a mess. At yeah. the and this end. particular episode, again, why I think it's the worst season finale they ever did is that it feels like it's missing a plot line. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. four going. There's four stories. And yeah. it feels thin. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I kind of like, as we always speculate at this point, what would what they what were, what was the season ending going to be like before Corey left the show? That's what I was just going to say. Like, what how do you guys think that it would have gone? Yeah, I there would have been a phone no call. There would have been a phone call from him to her about, you know, supporting her through the audition. Like saying, I knew you could do it always, that kind of thing, or some kind of connection. Something. Because I feel like. Because he's not going to show up in New York, and she's not going to show up in Lima. It's too early. Right. You know, or it's got to be, or him him moving forward with his story. I don't know what exactly that was going to be. Is he going to graduate from Lima University in three weeks? Probably not, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) just got there. I don't know. Accelerated classes. I feel like it gets through. This is where the problems with the sweet dreams and lights out stuff kind of really become apparent because I feel like it was going pretty strong and then you get to shooting star and Mm -hmm. then it just goes all over the place. It just peters out for sure. Like what is, and like I said, wonderful is a really great story on its own, but yeah, the ending, I'm sad because the season four really got really good and interesting and it went a lot of great places and then it's just like, okay. But I do have to attribute a lot of that to Corey. Mm-hmm. So, And I would 100% I mean, what's cr- what's crazy to me is I think the best written storyline in this episode is the catfishing one about Ryder, which I don't care about it. <laughs> so right. let's talk about, about that about then. A little bit, but like, man, yeah, like don't. I could not care less. I didn't care Issue about it come. then. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I oh, just, I was just going to say, let's, let's go talk about the catfish now yeah. because we've kind of wrapped up the Britney stuff. So <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I didn't care about the catfish and then it annoys me even more now. Like I just don't care. I don't care at all about it. 
I don't care about it either, but it has, there's a, there's a, there's a thing that's happening. It's a reasonable follow through the stuff on unique's end is interesting. You know, writer is clearly agitated for reasons that make sense as opposed to other Mm -hmm. reasons people get agitated. Um, there are, there's a something about it that while I don't care about it and would like to not have to see it again, it made, it was the best storyline in the episode. I got Sadly. really annoyed I just with, wish, I wish it would have come at some other time, but then again, when mm-hmm. else could Ryder have quit? And also Ryder's going to quit. Who cares? Right. That's well, that was another think. thing that I think that Finn was supposed to be involved in. I think sure. Finn was yeah. involved in that storyline too. Yeah. And, um, Oh, what was I going to say? I had a thought and then it just flew out of my head. Well, oh, I, w- I got really, uh, sorry. I was just gonna say, oh, I got sorry. really ticked off at will because writers having like this physically aggressive meltdown and he just sits there and watches it. Dude, writer is so inappropriate and so out of control. And like, like no, he's being, there's a grown up in the room. Yeah. yeah. And he's not a small person. No. Well, that's you know. the thing that also really stands out to me after, well, I guess like uh, through shooting stars is kind of its own thing. So starting in sweet dreams kind of on the way will interacts with these kids just feels so foreign and weird because mm-hmm. Finn has been their leader for so long right. that it feels weird to have will even interacting with these people. It doesn't feel right. It feels like you should be still in Washington doing your own random mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so or teaching I, and history in, or whatever. Yeah, if you do. Even in season yeah, I don't five, know. I mean, it just there's... doesn't work so well for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that parallel between Ryder and Finn and like, you know, Finn gets mad and kicks a mic stand. Kick, Finn gets mad and kicks a chair and it's like, haha, funny. And that's Finn storming out of a room, kicking something that's not really around. And there's another parallel where Ryder kicks something. But here he's standing in a group of people right. kicking up like a trash can in the middle of the group. Right. Like someone's going to get hit by that trash can. He's he's his panic and anxiety and parent is like spiraling out of control. The, the camera is spinning around, you know, and like. I mean, I'm just, even I'm watching this episode thinking like, well, when is Blaine going to step in? Because that right. seems like something he's going to do because nobody else is going to do anything. <laughs> well, even Kitty is like, well, nobody's going to say anything now for fear they're yeah. going to get murdered. Like, yeah, they which is unappropriate. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, this also goes into like more newbie stuff, newbie drama that I know a lot of us on the podcast don't really care all that much about. But it also gets into like the love triangle stuff with Marley and and Jake because you know Marley says that she did it first, and and Jake kind of steps in to stand up for her, and then he gets pissed off, and then it's the reveal that it's unique, and it just. I I, I as I've said, I'm like I just don't care either. I really yeah. don't. Um, what I feel a little bad for is that this storyline gets no resolution in season five. I feel it's, I guess I don't notice it so much because I don't care as much, but. I mean, it definitely just gets dropped like a hot potato because Finn was a central part of it. I think he was supposed to bring Ryder back to the Glee club. He was supposed to step in and take care of that situation. And because he's not there anymore, it's just dropped and Ryder's just back. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel bad because Unique is a good character, and I feel like she deserved better than mm-hmm. to that mess. <laughs> so. And her, I agree. Her whole wrap up with it is really interesting. Like when she has the talk with Marley and all that other stuff. Like that portion of it is interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, here I am saying that, like, it's too bad the newbie story wasn't handled slightly differently because it's the best one. And this episode needs more Rachel. Like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Just wait till we get to the claim stuff and people start sending you hate mail. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't send hate mail. That's fine. You can send me hate mail. It's not real. I don't get anything, so you can send it to me too. I no, don't care. Don't send, oh, don't I'll send. i just start. <laughs> Great. Now Snarky is going to anonymously send you hate mail. <laughs> no, not anonymously. I'll just start sending. <laughs> Here, have I'll mine. just send it from my account and sign. Oh, it okay. In. Okay, so that's the newbie drama. Okay. Let's talk about regionals. Okay. And it's the only all or nothing thing that is true. That's true. The writer might not come back. And then, you know, we know they can't, they're missing three people now because right. Sugar and Joe aren't showing up again. And then writers we can't gone. make new interesting Though characters. Though it would be hilarious <laughs> if they only show up right when Will's counting. <laughs> like, they should keep that joke going. That's a solid joke. Um, they do, actually. It's in, in season six, they make a lot of jokes about that. Anyway. I'm just saying um, make him count and then them pop up, like, every time. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the regionals part of it. Now, here's my thing. Do you want to know what the other... I was thinking about this today. Do you know what the other regionals episodes are? Okay, so we have this one. Season three is On My Way. Season two is Original Song. And season one is Journey to Regionals. Like, that's... Gosh, which one do you like the most? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's On My Way. Okay. (laughs) Journey to Regionals. That's my favorite. You know, at the time, that one was the best one. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> That's not fair. The only it one. is a good one. I'm no, sorry. I like. Okay, but I like this better than On My Way. I'm sorry. I, whatever. I would rather take this you know over On like? My Way. Hmm. I like that the non-touchables were excommunicated because of the sexting <laughs> sexting scandal. <laughs> excommunicated by the Pope. <laughs> and then, well, Artie has a great line because he's then Will says that they were released replaced by the waffle toots and Artie yeah. says like a cake fart cake fart <laughs> I that lost is it. Artie's contribution to this episode I didn't see what he said so that I could laugh because I lost it <laughs> I don't know how I never caught that before but I never <laughs> had caught that before okay so here's my uh-huh. issue with the episode okay I, I have this issue with most of the competition episodes that it's like mostly music and the plots get so squished that it, whatever but they have all this Frida Romero stuff I'm like this is pointless oh, like why is it I think that was so another Finn thing drama, I do though yeah because that song that she was that clarity song came out and people were like oh my god it's gonna be about Clayne which one of them is gonna sing it oh, gonna I sing remember it. That. it's gonna be so big it's gonna be so huge and then I was like oh she's singing it okay so like it must be in the background of some other some other scene no. that they're having together and then mm-hmm. they just get out there and sing it and you know yeah. I timed it <laughs> It's only three minutes long, but at the same time, it's like, why are we wasting our? Th- I, I, yeah. But that's a long time. That's a long yeah. time for a song. Well, if you it, really want to get down to it, where they were like guest vocalist, sell a track. Yeah. You know, who knows? I mean, I remember thinking that song was interesting, and then upon rewatch, I was like, wow, these songs are really, really boring. And so, I actually feel that New Directions deserve to win because their set yeah. was the least boring. Yeah, <laughs> I really like the New Direction set. I usually I hate the competition songs. I, I just I, don't like them because I'm grumpy. Well, but... they perform the most as a group. They perform mm-hmm. if yeah. we're talking about show choir rules, um, right? They actually are behaving as a show choir. Yeah, so, right. 
Except for that's they don't great. dance for it. Well, they're just like running around on stage. Well, and <laughs> not really dance. But that's technically choreography. If you want to get down to it, it is chore- it's choreographed movement. Who are the dancers in that group? Jake? Yeah, I guess yeah, that was Jake. Brittany. Brittany's not going to do much because no. she's no. pregnant. No. Like, yeah, that's about they it. They got Jake and Artie. <laughs> yeah, but there's also nobody up there pulling focus. Like Kurt would like just be doing weird stuff in the background. Can... <laughs> He's just gonna be thrusting his hips and sticking his tongue out, which I'm fine with. And shaking well, and even, his shoulders. You know, even oh, I, I, gosh, <sighs> I don't know who to uh, the character or actor to attribute to this, but even Blaine is toned down because sometimes Darren can really ham it up on stage. Blaine oh, is kind of boring. Gosh. I mean, Unique is interesting, and her parts like when she. When she sang, I was like, wow, she can really sing. And the rest of them just mm-hmm. seemed like this was the most boring, auto-tuned competition for mm-hmm. all of them. Well, I guess not the whiff and foof-foof-foof because they're... <laughs> the cake farts. The, yeah, those are the, uh, the... What are they called? Waffle toots. The Waffle toots. Waffle toots. But isn't that the people... The ba- I thought that was the actual group that was the... Oh, is it? used to sing Whiffin the Warbler poofs? stuff. The yeah, the guys poofs? that they got were the actual guys. They just had those guys show up. Oh, one. maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to. I didn't check the trivia before I came back here. Okay. I could have it mixed up, but I think that that's the whole reason they're there is that they yeah. put them on there and they sang one song and it wasn't their most exciting one, but like you know they did achieve mm. something and that's fine. Right. But their set kind of boring. And then I mean, there was you know watch, but as to like listen to, I listen to this stuff like on you know I'm like doing something in the background i like listening to it but as a show no oh, I, but a i feel that hearty endorsement of a competition <laughs> <laughs> I, but i feel that way about 90 percent of the competition numbers they just yeah. bore me i'm like i'm That's sorry fair. if i you know it's I mean, more fun to perform in something actually perform in it than mm-hmm. it is to watch it which is why i get so frustrated with this like like there's no tension in any of this competition so it's not like a sports game where you're watching like two teams battle it out it's just people singing on a stage and unless it's mm-hmm. really visually interesting it's just not going to be much more than that so i was sorry. super amused by the fact that will is like really nervous about their competition because the hoosier daddies have like a short powerful solo artist who can sing for them and it's like dude like rachel's gone this is the right. group you have I like, know. get on it. Like, <clears throat> that wasn't God. actually a show choir, but he was, like, on high alert because they essentially had a Rachel. Right. Oh, my God. Well, you know, he's also nervous because he's getting married. I noticed that, too, because, like, Emma comes in and Santana's like, you're wearing white. And it's just like, <laughs> not your luckiest color. I thought that they were trying to, because she's, like, talks about how she has a nervous stomach and everything. At the time, I thought they were going to announce that she was pregnant. Oh, No. I can't imagine. I doing would be that. upset if they did that after all of the stuff about right. the virginity. Not that I enjoyed the way she gifted the virginity. That oh, was God, barf-tastic. No. Yeah, that was barf. But That's that would have been that would have made this episode worse. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> so but I just thought that that's what they were trying it. to do. Um, I will say that one thing that kind of got on my nerves when I was watching this, and it never did before, but I think listening to the podcast and other people who have complained about this, and Will keeps bringing back you know, the older class to teach them how to do things. I was really annoyed with Mercedes. I was like, you know, um, Oh my gosh. Um, Kitty does this really intense number and she's like, that's not his package. I want to sign for it. I'm like, that's not fair. That was a really good number. That that wasn't wonderful though. (laughs) You're just like, sorry. I have to say, we did talk about that on the podcast. Actually, we got towards regional. And for a second, I was like, what are Mercedes and Mike doing there? Yeah. 
what's why is Kurt there? Oh, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> like I we covered why this. All there. Because so that was in a different so episode. Boring. Never yes. mind. <laughs> what are they still doing in there? Yeah, but we do talk about it in Wonderful. So okay. if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. <laughs> and then rate it on iTunes. <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. Comment. Um, <laughs> Comment. No, actually, I would. I would really appreciate it if you guys did that. But anyway. Um, okay. So, yeah. the, the region, uh, just re- But like I said, it was I a, say it was a weird competition because mm-hmm. I like it when the when the other when you know they're going to win. I mm-hmm. want the other groups to be stupid, ridiculous, amusing. Like yeah. the people who had the Hawks. Or yeah. the Mennonites, like I wanted the Mennonites people, right? Like yeah. those nuns would have been fabulous. But look at what they did in Thanksgiving with sectionals. They gave the Warblers like three songs or whatever, and it just looked. Uh, like, yeah, did we really need the this. They gave. Yeah, they, they still the didn't need them. Songs, so it's Warblers, and it might yeah, be the but, sad, sorry version of the Warblers, but it was still the Warblers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But like here, like. The, like, I didn't care about the guest star. Maybe people cared about the guest star. I don't think anybody really cared about the guest star, to be honest with you. It felt inflated. But, like, I want, I want the... I want the what are they called the waffle <laughs> Waf- <laughs> waffle suits. I want just them call them to, cake farts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted them to sing a song that was ridiculous. Right. Like, yeah. this is the episode about Britney. Yeah. yeah. Well, and do you feel a little bit in general that this episode didn't go far enough in being, like, ridiculous? Because, like, here you, you have this premise that you're going to make it about Britney and be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, why not go crazy? You know, that's another, like, the tone stuff. Like, here you've got this crazy Britney stuff, and then you've got this really serious catfish because they rider goes way too far in the other direction and then it just it like then you've got the overly sentimental Wemma stuff and just like what do you want to be show are you comedic or dramatic pick one like right yeah i don't know i agree wait a minute are there five plot lines i just realized there's rider yeah and well i mean you one and two Wemma, three four five six that is five i have six for I the rachel stuff rachel Rachel, Brittany, Catfish, Regionals, Wemma, and Claim is what oh, I have on my agenda. That counts. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, but, the cake fart people, like, they should have sang My Cup. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, or something. I don't know. Like, so we know okay. that they're going to do it. It might as well be something that was, like, super entertaining. And I didn't really feel that any of those performances were entertaining. And so maybe they were sort of resting on the laurels of the fact that, you know, these are the, these are the you know quote unquote warbler singers, mm-hmm. and this is this young ingenue whose name I can't remember at all, um, but Frida, what was her name? Frida again? Romero. Yeah, that's it. That sounds right. I almost said Frida Kahlo, which is I'm totally wrong. That's the only so. I, I say Frida, and that's the next word I spit out. Right. <laughs> I think that. I heard rumors at the time, and I obviously never have sources, so who knows if I may be just talking on my butt, but um, that she might have been a, a love interest for Finn. I heard the um, same rumors. Yeah. So I feel like but, everybody, every female that got trotted out was supposed to be a love interest yeah. for Finn, so I just don't see but, it. She's too yeah. young. He's a, no, I, I was going to say. I was, I was going to say that Penny for next season made more oh, sense. Like, they had yes. already started casting. Yes. Like, Penny would have made more sense. Penny made but, a lot more sense than... Sam dating a teacher. Because Will says he's a sophomore. 
Frida's a sophomore. Yeah. So that's way too young for Finn. Oh, yeah, I agree. Anyway. So, anyway, let's talk about the tacked on. I can't can't imagine. Now, I don't know how many people were actually ever WEMA fans, but, like, you know. They existed. (laughs) Wait. I want to talk about the the original song that Marley wrote. Oh, I was going to say that more. Clean, but okay. okay. You don't want to. Let's do that. Mm -mm, Nope, nope. Doing that then. That's fine. Okay. Let's talk about WEMA. If there's. Okay. No. I, well. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to mess up your system. Well, I didn't. Is it about just Blaine? Because then we'll talk about it. If not, if it's about no, Blaine, then no, we're no, going to no. save it. No. Okay. We're going to wait. Okay. We follow my agenda. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, the wedding. Um, Wema wedding. Which is kind of out of the blue and like, hey, I mean, because like the last episode, he's like, oh, yeah, I proposed to Emma again and we're getting married. And then this episode, it's like, oh, yeah, remember Jim and Mays? We brought her back. <laughs> right. Because she hasn't been around for episodes. She hasn't since, been around since Girls and Boys on Film. Boys on Film, yeah. Well, does that, that seem the like, we saw her. again, mind you, if Corey had been around, like this is when they were going to just let Will go out to pasture. I wonder if they, I, I think wonder. so. I bet. I think because Matthew well Morrison does not look like he was having fun the last couple of seasons. He hasn't been having fun since somewhere in season two. Yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, I mean, I have because whenever I, I mean, I know I've told this story before, but when I first started watching, I was general audience until probably the beginning of season three, and I watched it with my roommate, and she was a huge Wimma shipper. She loved Wimma. And thought that they got stupid and they ruined Will, so she stopped watching the show altogether. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. she's right. If she was watching it for that, I'm glad she didn't have to see the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what do you guys think of this whole little short little way? My, my favorite part, though, is when the pastor says that he has um, reservations for breadsticks, too. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad that the people they love most is the Glee Club. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, her parents well, weren't even there, and they made a big deal about it. Like her parents being there at whatever. Well, her parents are gonna... awful. But didn't she yeah. say it's the people that Will loves most? I thought she said we. I thought she said we okay. too, but I could be wrong. Oh, maybe Apparently so. today, I thought somebody said, "Where's the bathroom?" and they were asking for Bibles. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like next to the pets. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, oh, it's good. Um, it's good times in retail. <laughs> uh, I, never I mean, know. clearly, everyone they love most is not in the room because Finn is not there. Right. <laughs> well, Rachel's not there either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't always love Rachel. <laughs> <coughs> me, but no, it's so. I mean, Sue's not even there. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's a good I mean, point. Sue was going to be at Finchel's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> God help us! She was at the Britannia clean wedding. Um, so <laughs> well, yeah, she was making the video, right, <laughs> with her drone. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. It it works well enough. It's so it's very cheesy. I mean, it's very well. It's, it's very, very predictable well. for Will. It's cheesy. It's fine. It's not the it's worst fine. thing ever. 
you know. It's cute. It's cute oh. that they hum her down the aisle and that Sugar's tossing you know what drives me nuts got. about that though. I have to say I have to complain one thing about that. They're humming "Here Comes the Bride," right? And the scoring, like if you're a good person, like a good film score, oh, yeah, you would no, underline they're... the scoring to match whatever they're doing on screen. But this score, like clashes against it. I'm really? It my ears every they time I hear it. Think, do they not know this song? <laughs> yeah. Do they not know how music works? I know. I mean, you're a show about music. Why are you not scoring the music with They the, were you know... about as good as if I just picked some random people up the street and was like, all right, hum. <laughs> Humming intensifies. <laughs> you just went on for regionals. Why can't you sing? <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why that drives me crazy, but I'm like, why Why even score it? I mean, you can, like, fade out of the humming into the actual beautiful score. That's a thing you can do. Why right. not do that? I just, I'm so nitpicky. Yes, the other day, oh, yeah, yes. Why didn't Blaine um, sit down at the piano and, and right? tink, 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 right? Like, I, um... I was whining last episode about like some of the filmography. I'm like, why didn't they just move the cup out of the shot so you could see their hands? It would have been better. Yeah. So I'm like whining about like actual production value. <laughs> well, this is a cranky one <laughs> because I'm slowly convincing you this is their worst season finale ever. It's, okay. How about, how about we rephrase that? Like I agree in terms of writing and production and you know, it is the worst. However, I find it entertaining more so than other things. But I will it agree a that ten it, out of ten for Kurt being excited about other people's proposals. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent hard. So let's for talk both about of them. that yeah. for a second. He is totally enabling Blaine's fantasies. Yeah, he is. That's okay. But I have to say this because this is okay, well, we'll get there. I'll shut up. Okay. No. All right. I'll save it. Well, anyway, there's is there anything? <laughs> This is a mess to start over again. <laughs> You're the one with the outline. I'm just going to stop. Jeez, uh, Snurgy. Your contract's expired. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. She's an enabler. Oh, no. Actually, maybe I'm the enabler because I keep laughing at her. Hey, but I Googled. I'm just going to interrupt now. I Googled, and that is the whiff and poof, poof, poof. That is the yell group. Whiff and poof. Yeah, the people the who perform. The, the cake farts. The cake oh, farts. my gosh. The yellow cake farts are the actual group that does that performance, and they were the warblers originally. Okay, that's good to know. So All it right, would have so... been much funnier to bring them on the Whiff and Poos versus the Warblers versus New Directions. Funnier. Yeah, but the but, Warblers yeah. were out because of the steroids. I'm and... just saying, if you're going to build okay. a competition episode and no, nothing in all or nothing, nothing matters, then, you know, make it entertaining. That is another thing that I'm being nitpicky about. Don't they usually face the warblers in regionals? They Isn't were usually... out because in Sadie yeah. Hawkins. No, they... I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, didn't in season two and in season three, it was warblers at regionals, not at sectionals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a good point. Okay. Also, yeah. they didn't have good joke judges this time. No, they were dumb. I mean, I do well, like who the were they? I feel like I even forgot. Oh, the contortionist yeah. at one point like bends backwards to hold hands on one a trophy. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I, don't like a, I don't want to see them in their else. little judging room making decisions. No, I don't. But I want to see. That. I want to yeah. see like the three Something local yokels. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest with you, for me personally, and as I've said this before on the podcast, except for the whole stripper nun thing. Uh, any, I hate all the judges stuff. I'm like, no, no, I yeah, like the vampire. 
I like I mean, Sven Goobles and I like the prancer size lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Rod Remington. <laughs> and because just, as somebody who actually did compete in show choir competitions, judging is very extensive. Like it's a whole yeah, system. It is. So that's And you have to be knowledgeable because my, yeah. my dad is a music judge um for it's for band festivals, but there you have to be qualified, you have to be like yeah. whatever. There's a lot of more you don't you can't just be some random celebrity that you, they brought in. Like no. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. So all right. So do we have any Local other celebrity. comments? Right. Oh, either one. Well, the one time when they had Josh Groban and Olivia. And Olivia Newton John. John. <laughs> of all was good use of Josh Groban. It was the second time around. Yeah. Um, so uh, any other comments about anything before we get into the clean stuff? I have a comment about playing, but well, I can probably, the but let's stuff. follow your outline. <laughs> yeah. Now you sound passive aggressive. <laughs> 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 you almost I mean, sound like I was gonna say something great, but no. <laughs> but I guess your outline. You just remind me of RB when she's like, "Oh, you got your serious voice on. Let's be serious." <laughs> oh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Back to the beginning. Um, I love that I can hear you flipping paper. <laughs> That's one that's piece of paper. It's only one piece. You're just aggressively flipping. You're letting us know. Flipping intensifies. Flipping intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having a great time. Oh my god, us. the people listening to this are like, are you freaking going to talk about it? Nope, we're done. That's the end of the show. I hope <laughs> you call this one paper flipping intensifies. <laughs> The one where the paper fits. <laughs> well, it is all or nothing. <sighs> okay, so what is on my <laughs> something or something kind of something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get through this. Okay, um, so um, we open in the hallway with Sam and. Play. <laughs> Wait, are we really starting over? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, we are. We're going to the beginning of the episode where the clean stuff starts. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm being like, serious. Do you think now. we were not going to talk about this? <laughs> Get okay, it together, people. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right, so now we are talking about the cleanish things, all the cleanish things. Um, so we have Blaine and Sam in the hallway, and Sam's like, "Are you really gonna do this?" Because like we just cut in, and Blaine's like, "Yeah, I'm really gonna ask my ex-boyfriend, whom I'm not sure is dating somebody else, to marry me." <laughs> so, well, I think at that point he knows that he's not dating someone else, but he only yeah. barely knew that. Yeah, and I admit, you know, until until we until we started, um, we started like I've been around. We started. I was <laughs> listening to the podcasts recently about some of the sort of PTSD type things that Blaine has going yeah. on. I didn't really connect in a smart way why he wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh, yeah, okay." He just really likes Kurt. That makes sense because <laughs> that's kind of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it does make a lot more sense with his story why he's doing things that even kind of I don't know that he feels that rushed he would be about doing it. things at this level and that for him he's like he knows that this is what he wants in the long term and he mm-hmm. sees no reason to wait whatsoever and I will point out that Kurt loves a surprise proposal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So throughout this episode, throughout this episode, Blaine is being proven right that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's being proven right and like that it's not what Kurt wants. Like I think he does want this. Cause mm-hmm. when the surprise proposal happens, he is all in. Yeah. Yes. He's concerned in a way, and then it gets going and he's like, Holy shit, I love it. You know? Yes. <laughs> so like the two of them are very, very simpatico here. Um, yeah, there's there's not much Kurt in the episode, which I think really takes away from the wholeness of the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I need an extra five minutes of Brittany, or maybe Chris really was in trouble, or who knows? Maybe Chris had to rush to Corey's side to aid him with something. There's all this thing about everybody's because everything's going on with Corey. That's the reason why everything goes wacky. Um, right. But I do think that what Blaine's doing makes a lot of sense because he's been waiting forever for marriage equality. Right. And they're looking, they're looking at this through the guise of marriage equality finally coming. There's this thing that he's always dreamed about. He wants to get it. It's going to happen. He knows they're going to get married eventually. He's going to graduate in theory, right? At some point, he's got the show's got to graduate, right? Right. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, every time somebody proposes in front of Kurt, dude loves it. Right. Okay? And, I, and I he don't had think... the scenario. I mean, he had the interaction that they had in I Do. And mm-hmm. so he's just convinced that this is right. Yep. And well, really and the I, only thing mm-hmm. that went wrong for them was that they didn't have a longer engagement. A longer yeah. engagement is what they kind of both wanted. And it went a little screwy. And, and you know, they, they didn't, didn't have any. Because well they're young. They also didn't have any walls in that loft. And I think that would have been any doors to slam and separate. That would have helped too. Um, but, okay. So... You know, thinking about this story coming here, because everybody's like, this is out of nowhere. And it kind of is a little bit. But um, it's not. People uh, yeah. the dumb rapper ring two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, you get the stuff that happens in I Do and Girls and Boys on film. And then you can get Shooting Star. And it just, I don't know. I feel like maybe I've just watched it enough times. Maybe I've just read enough fan fiction. I, I see where they're going like it connects for me and on top of that i guess i just feel like you know blaine already knows how kurt would want to be proposed to i just don't see blaine being i know that sometimes blaine can seem like he doesn't understand kurt in certain ways but i do feel like in this kind of instance that he knows what kind of thing you know kurt would go for Mm -hmm. so and I would even, like, whenever I saw this the first time, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in a really small town in the middle of the country. And seniors in high school kind of get this, it's the end of the world and we know it mm-hmm. kind of mentality towards the end of school. It's like the end of high school. It's like, there's things we need to get done. I need to finish this up. My This is an end of this part of my life and I have to move on to the next part of my life. 
I I had three people in my high school alone that made major life decisions uh, my senior year. One of them was they had a baby and then two of them were they decided to get married. So mm-hmm. I bought this 100%. I didn't think it was a good idea, but I understood that Blaine and was thinking Fitchell it. And when Fitchell was going to get married last year, Blaine never, <laughs> never no. said this was a bad idea. Yep. No, he didn't. Kurt did. But, and Kurt, I, you know, I always have to, like, this is kind of a weirdly complex thing. Kurt was more against, like, you guys are getting married for the wrong reasons with right. Rachel. I mean, yes, being young was part of it, but he really did recognize that they were not really going at it with, like, the best intentions. Right. Like, it was like a a problem solver. And you see him considering that in Love, 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 but Blaine, you have, you know, intense romance and wanting wanting this kind of thing from the get-go, right? (laughs) There, I Love You was marriage pretty much 100%. Yeah. Right. Then you got the gum ring. Then you got that time with Will when they're talking about their core wounds and he brings up gay marriage. That's what he wants to live for. Mm-hmm. Then there's the whole gay marriage subplot of like the zeitgeist of the time. Like mm-hmm. it all totally makes sense. Yeah. Plus, I had always had this headcanon and you guys can disagree or not, you know, agree, whatever. But that, that I don't agree. <laughs> you're so funny. Um, <laughs> um, that. When the whole Finchel thing was going on, there was conversations between the two of them like, well, this is a stupid decision that they get to make. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. get to make this kind of decision because it's Mm -hmm. not available for us. So then if you take that, which is 100% a headcanon, I have no proof of it. And then you add it to the way that they're feeling now. It's like, oh, but now we get to make this decision. And now Mm -hmm. it's an option for us. So why not jump on board? Right. Yeah. Because they've well, been, you know, Blaine is Blaine is carrying on his little 17-year-old shoulders the weight of all gay history in the United <laughs> States. Right. Yes. <laughs> and you boy know, do they the, he, when we talk about the lesbians. <laughs> you know, the thing with him in front of the rainbow flag that get that tumbler <clears throat> yes. yes. like, that's him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um and I can see, you know, the headcanon of, like, he and Kurt talking about Kurt saying, like, well, you know, I think there's a couple of things that are problematic. And him saying, but it's so romantic. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also, I mean, look at even the back to the Spanish teacher when, you know, and Kurt was throwing up a fuss and Rachel's like, well, what if Blaine proposes to you? And he just shuts up. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Because he's like, mm-hmm. oh. Well, that's right maybe who knows <laughs> so, what i would say we're not, not the same not the same <laughs> so mm. um so yeah but talking about this first scene i i with with uh sam i kind of like it i don't know i maybe i just like blam scenes but um it's so funny because sam looks like he's playing with something and blaine's trying to get his attention and he's like oh wait we're doing something it just cracked me up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. With a lightsaber. i think sam sam is a great person in this like to express all of these things because it's mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. it's it's non-judgmental in a way that's hurtful to blaine but right. it's pointing out like hey all this stuff you know yeah so it's oh, not like, gonna make him feel defensive about it right well and i look well i kind of like that blaine just is like whatever but i do like he brings up adam we haven't heard about adam since kind of guilty pleasures not really since girls and boys on film i love that it's a non-answer too mm-hmm. like you know you don't even know about this adam guy but like okay well, what is, and i assume that blaine actually does 
but well, Sam actually says up until a couple of weeks ago, you didn't even know what was going on with this Adam guy. So yeah, I assume yeah. something happened where he. I knows can tell you something. what I think happened. Santana gives him updates. Yeah, you know what or else gives that him we to Tina. We theorized, theorized, theorized. Theorized. Yeah. theorized. Mm-hmm. I think you got it right. Theorized. Yeah. Okay. Um, in Wonderful, that they started hooking up. Uh, that Blaine oh. and Kurt started. Oh up yeah. In Wonderful. One hundred percent. They've been hooking. Up. I mean, those two cannot be around each other without hooking up. This is Kurt. It's been like three hours. I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> well, we we actually pinpointed between <laughs> the <me>. time. <laughs> At the lockers, when they, when, um, like Blaine was like, Hey, will you stay for regionals? And kind of sounded like, you know, and they walk arm in arm down the hallway. And then the time they like change their clothes and are there for the yellow number for Artie's, mm-hmm. um, number at the end, they're so like giddy and happy. We're like, Yeah, yeah. Totally, they totally did it between Blaine them. or Kurt has a giant smile on his face. I am just saying. <laughs> no. So I, I still think, I think they were doing things, but anyway, sure. Um, so, um, I asked, you know, and then, so Sam brings up the, the Brittany, um, uh, the fake the marriage, the Brittany, mm-hmm. yeah. the Mayan, the Mayan thing, wedding thing, yeah. which is interesting. Now that I think of it, was this before or after she breaks up with him after tech through tech before, before, okay. He doesn't yeah. know it's coming yet. No, but he's still like, they're talking in the hallway. It. And then when they yeah. go into okay. the room is when she starts being a crazy person. Now, the thing that I find really sad is because Blaine is like, oh, but you'll be my best man. And if there's one thing that I am kind mm-hmm. of sad about is that yeah. we didn't get to have best friends, like, well, you know, hijinks yeah. I mean, with the wedding, you know, they were all there. But where was Sam standing? I don't know. He was that. on the guy's side. He's on the guy's side with. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was there because okay. the girls are on. The girls are technically over by Kurt and Blaine, and then the guys are over by Brittany and Santana. I mean, let's right. be real. That wedding episode lacked a lot of stuff, and oh, yeah. the speeches. we could talk about that for four hours, and, and we will like, talk about the it. speeches. <laughs> so, but, okay, we don't. We we will. We will. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> it shall. <laughs> I don't Twice, even know if I should be on that to- podcast podcast because I would. Uh, oh. Anyway, move on. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so let's talk about um, let's talk about the jewelry shop. Mm. And okay, Tina is there, and this is okay, which is weird. Can explain this to me? Why is she's she's like if you and I get married, then I'd have to, um, you know, get a bigger ring because I'm going to gain weight because I'm going to get fat. I'm like. Why? Well, why? I mean, because Tina, because the joke is Tina has to make everything about her and she's yeah. low key obsessed with Blaine. So I like that they paired that with Sam saying that he wants to do him. <laughs> that is true. But I just thought we were past <laughs> that. Like, I really thought we were past. Yeah. The crush, but... on, on all fronts, I thought they were past all this. But things. I also, it's I kind of annoying that they brought it up again. I, I think that, I mean, I know that everybody's physical features get made a fun of on the show and I get that, but I felt like it was a little low. Uh, I don't know. It just felt like a too mean of a dig at Tina yeah. about her body shape. I'm like, come on, this girl is not fat at all. So by like, any stretch of the imagination, yeah. she's not even like whatever. I'm she's just gonna not let it go. Built in no. like a non like pretty way, like standardized pretty way. Right. right. She's not even Hollywood, quote unquote, fat. No. 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 
So anyway, he's looking for a ring for Kurt, and she's like, "He's so lucky." I'm like, "What do you, Tina? What? <laughs> where have you been?" I mean, honestly, they have her there so they can make the "I tell my nieces and nephews to wear condoms" joke. Like that's, that's why true. she's there. Yeah. Yep. And so we get Patty Duke as one of the lesbians. Um, Jan. 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 What's the mm-hmm. other one's name? Liz. Okay. <laughs> really bad. It's probably really bad that I call them the lesbians and just. <laughs> I they're adorable and I love them. I watched falsettos today and they call them the lesbian neighbors. So you're good. Okay. You're fine. Um, so I, it's so funny in retrospect to me because I'm like on the one hand I'm like oh this this lesbian woman she's so sweet she's taking Blaine under her wing then I'm like. Are you seriously talking to the 17-year-old kid? To make- <laughs> so, super unpopular opinion, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They got on my nerves. I did not like them. Oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll save the bigger. Like, Do you have anything okay. about this particular jewelry scene? I just thought what you were going to say. Like, really? You can see how young he is, and yet you're try- almost trying to talk him into it? Like, oh, it felt I almost a little was. bit. When you yeah. her, she was like, hang on, you need a mentor. And then... She proposes at the thing. I mean, I realize they yeah. they took a, they made the point of saying like we've been together for a long time, and so now. Um, but Blaine didn't get that point. No, <laughs> that right over the head. Yeah, <laughs> he heard proposal and been together a long time, and he yeah. was done. Something about sticks concert. He was, yeah. <laughs> Before they started doing robot stuff. Oh, that was right. great. The weird robot stuff. Yeah. yeah so i just it like it just rubbed me the wrong way the the their whole i could now i just to play devil's advocate because i i'm kind of indifferent about it um I, I can see like if you are an older gay couple and you see this young you know i guess i mean it would make more sense if kurt was there like yeah. this young gay man who is excited about proposing to his boyfriend and like it's something that you know you you know I can kind of see her getting caught up in that like I remember when we were young and stuff like that at, you mm-hmm. know the, because the see see because the episode is so fast paced with all of these non plot lines um, <laughs> that it just doesn't get a lot of room I mean it's literally right. just two scenes so mm-hmm. um, it's not like they have a lot of room to play with but um, I can I can kind of see where it's coming from. Because this whole thing, and the thing is, it what cracks me up also when we get more into this, the lesbian claim double date thing, is that it's more about gay history than oh, it is about one hundred percent. Yeah, it's not it's really not about yeah. them at all. Like you know, no. so Jan proposes, and she makes a point of saying like how you know it's not here legal in Ohio yet, but it will be soon. And then she proposes, and there's thunderous applause throughout breadsticks. Yeah. Well, uh, also, even, <laughs> like, if you listen to her speech in the jewelry shop, and she's like, we've been waiting so long for people to say that, you know, we're just as crazy as the rest of them. Like, mm-hmm. this whole thing, I mean, again, we talked a lot about this in Wonderful as well, is not necessarily about Clayne or Clayne getting back together. It's no, more no. about because Ryan Murphy wants to Wanted talk about to... gay marriage, mm-hmm. which is fine, yeah. which is great. I mean, it was a great yeah. conversation to be having at the time. I, I You know, obviously, in, like, another year or so, it's time, they, gay marriage is going to be legal in the U.S., but, like... It kind of, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just wrap up clean with it because the fans want them to get back to it. It just felt like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it clean because, you know. I mean, I was was glad that there was breathing room between this episode and the Love, Love, Love episode for this reason. Because I felt Mm -hmm. like it uncoupled their story from the soapbox story that 
Glee was yeah. trying to push. Which is, and I, like, again, I will really say this. I think that was the biggest problem with the wedding episode, that it was a stance about gay marriage and not about mm-hmm. these two couples getting married. Yeah, because it didn't need that. It was like, duh, we, yeah. we get it. <laughs> Plus, we we've already it. done that storyline. We don't need to rehash it again. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, so, yeah, let's, uh, in this, oh, the, the stuff with Sam comes in, and I like how she's like, is this him? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's so not impressed with Sam. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you look at Blaine, you're like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like Jim was about to tell him, honey, he's straight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He does want to do me. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Do you you want to talk just for a second how people got really, like, mad at that line? I'm not really sure I understand, but yeah. Oh, people didn't know, like it. The that fact did that not they reach brought me. Brought up, you know, that they brought up something imperfect about Blaine, as if that's something that's imperfect that he finds. Well, I was going to say hot. that's not imperfect. Yeah, it's just not. It's done. I don't even remember. Well, just like I said, people I getting why, irritated for nothing because they can be irritated. <laughs> she, she says as she spends two hours complaining. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you want to hear me complaining? Of my point. <laughs> Okay, you want to hear me complain? Go listen to the Props Nationals podcast again. <laughs> I think that was the worst. I really do. That's probably the what I whined about the most. I'm sure. Well, um, Nas- the Nationals episode is that is still one of my most hated things that ever happened on the show. Yeah. So. Me too. Well, the end of Props is probably mine, but. Um, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, let's get to the double date. The double dates. Okay, Snarky, because I know you have lots of notes on this. Let me. Oh, I wish I had some papers to shuffle. I Thank you. She's <laughs> just forensically typing. <laughs> typing intensifies. No, it was um, a piece of paper. It just oh. looks really weird. <laughs> it did sound like typing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a piece of paper. Here, I'll I'll do mine. Yeah. <laughs> there. <laughs> um. So once again, you know, we have the example of basically like Blaine's being super convinced that like, man, is he doing the right boy? Is he ever doing the right thing? Because Kurt loves these women. And I agree. I love old lesbians. Get straight to my heart. They are adorable. (laughs) Kurt thinks they're adorable. I feel like there's something ironic in that statement. Anyway, go ahead. And there's just like, it's just, it's really, their stories are cute and funny. And then they get to the proposal and Kurt is like, you know, he's all in. He mm-hmm. he loves it. And you just have this incredible montage of Blaine's, like, knowing heart eyes. And Kurt can get a little bit wrapped up in himself. But dude has got to realize the laser beams cutting into the side of his head coming out of Blaine's eyes. Like, right. he must. He must, right? Like, he has I just to, feel like yeah. if they would have mm-hmm. given Kurt a little bit more of a story... Or a little bit more, like, just a little bit of an extra moment in the scene. We would have had that thing where Chris Colfer has, like, the 20 facial expressions in one second kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, man, that would have made it so much better. I, yeah. So I, it made me think that, is there another scene where this kind of stuff is sort of sorted out with Kurt? Or did they just forget that See, he's a character? Is, he's just a prop. Like, right. he's a prop yeah. in Blaine's story. And it feels weird because we're used to it being having it be the other way around right but for the most part when Kurt's a prop he still has a lot of mannerism I mean he spent a lot of time in the background of season four 
right doing more meaningful things than he does in this episode yeah well chris is a talented enough actor that he can work with not having a lot to say but a lot to react to there's nothing to, yes. for him to re- he's not reacting sure. to anything at this point he could he's very good at shining that glee turd mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so, so it's I weird have, he's weird in this this scene i think yeah I, and i feel like it makes I me think a, there's more yeah okay so i i feel like i have a lot to say so you guys can like tell me to shut up at any point no a couple things I mean, okay, so obviously not helping it is this whole angle towards um, towards the lesbians and gay marriage and the message and not it being really about claim as much, which I think is, like, strike one. Um, strike two, like, okay, the problem is that if you look in, like, when you have close-ups of the, the two women, you'll see times when Kurt looks over at Blaine. But whenever it's on Kurt and Blaine, Kurt never looks at Blaine. Because, you know, there's been so many people talking about this scene. I've watched it like 8,000 times and seen a ton of meta on it. And I'm like, it's edited really, really weirdly. Like, mm-hmm. there are, so I, it's a lot of people blame Chris on his acting. But I'm like, no, if you look, you know, no. he is smiling and having a good time and looking at Blaine. But they just don't show it. So I'm like, why do they keep editing it like that? Yeah, and I then, think the editing is terrible in this episode. It is terrible. Yeah. It is. And then this, the one line that throws me off, I'm like, if this, even if this line had been edited out, I think it would have been just fine because it would have just been a scene. Um, is that you know she's like, oh, you're a cute couple, and he's like, we're not a couple. And I'm like, it was a little too like, <laughs> like after wonderful, like it just felt a little too like finite. Yeah. I completely and, agree. Well, also, yeah. doesn't he say like, "Oh, we're not a couple," and then kind of drinks? Yeah, a drink. he drinks his so tea. There's like a little smirk happening behind there, like, yeah, you know, it's just it's a parallel to the like, we're just friends, nothing's going yeah. on. Yeah, and a it's couple. supposed to be like I I can see on paper how it would breed that way. I just think that is the one one little acting thing. I'm like, he could have played that a little less fine. It doesn't help that Blaine is like. And like Darren is way overdoing the hard eyes, <laughs> right? Like, write it back in. <laughs> like, but again, yeah. I think that goes back to the editing because yeah. it's edited weird. That's what I keep saying. So people keep like, this is why I told like I've been saying for the last I don't know four or five episodes that the production values have been driving me crazy because. Like, it feels all acting, not acting, but, like, in directing and editing stuff more right. so than acting. I don't feel like the actors, you know, they may not be great 100% of the time, but I don't feel like it's the acting that's not selling me. I feel like it's this weird editing stuff that's yeah. going on. So. I don't know. I would 100% this, this agree. The director of this episode is the <clears throat> guy who did Never Been Kissed, an original song. Oh, it's Bradley and Buecher? And Thanksgiving and Sadie Hawkins. It's Bradley Beaker. So, so it's the, yeah. I don't know. And a wedding. Maybe, maybe it is the editor. I don't know. I just know that it's weird. Okay. So, so anyway, I just think this wasn't, I mean, out of like all the clean scenes that there are, this is probably one of my least favorites. It just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Well, it's not really much uh, of a clean scene. It's really about Jan and Liz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and the other, and oh, Kurt convincing Blaine that the surprise proposal is going to go awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Well, that's, um, that's the other thing. Like, I really hate when the argument is brought up that Kurt didn't want to be proposed to that way. So it's like, it's just, I see one no, of those there's few things no proof that gets that. under my, yeah, it gets under my skin. I'm like, no, don't even, no, no, no. He likes public things. 
he really likes public spectacles. Like this is all in his thing. I mean, look how he does. He reacts to this in like over the top. Oh my God. He's even excited about Wemma getting married. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. that's a low bar. It is. And he is. I He's mean, excited. how? Well, he gets, he, he got excited when Artie was singing to Brittany about prom. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he like threw his dad and Carol's wedding. I mean, the boy loves weddings. He just does. And romance and love. Mm-hmm. He's a big proponent of all those things. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Their issues were in season six. We will get there. I will talk at length of them because I work them out with my fanfic. And if you've not read my fanfic, I think that you should go read it because it'll help you understand everything. It's very good. I've read <laughs> that it. is my endorsement. Two we thumbs will up. Stop for 30 seconds and do an ad about my fanfic. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but okay, so the other thing that I want to bring up about this scene. Um, is that they say specifically, and this is just my own personal interpretation, and it's not a headcanon, it's just my theory, um, is that they say, you know, we broke up twice, we got back together twice. So mm-hmm. I always thought that they were going to break up clean again because I felt like they were foreshadowing where they were going to go with the story. I know yeah. a lot of people don't think Glee plans that far After in advance, the fact, but I it makes really a lot do. Of sense. Yeah. I think I would agree with you. I think they knew then that they were going to break them up again. Well, I think they know that they they can't tell other stories. <laughs> They're just not good at it. It's so. like that that post that's going around right now like about writers who don't know how to write people in healthy relationships. It's not that they're boring, it's that they don't know how to write them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I feel like this is going. Yeah. That's just my yeah. two cents. I think that they knew that they were, and I, I think the point was though that they were going to end up like in this happily together couple, like Jan and Liz. I think that was supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. hey, they're going to end up yeah. like these two characters. That was just my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Now that canon is closed, however, this scene just doesn't really work. <laughs> so, no. um, because it's about gay marriage, yeah, and it has been, yeah in it like as props for it but it's not really about them i mean the right. scene really isn't about kurt at all yep. it's really not i and love that when and that's fine it doesn't have to be about kurt it could just be about blaine because it's super helpful to know like hey blaine what are you doing yeah right i do think it's <clears throat> funny that when kurt's like i said you know it's very a sweet story but when i said how did you meet i meant how did you meet blaine <laughs> <laughs> but i love this because if anyone else in the world had said, I randomly talked to this person at the food court and now we're at a dinner date with them. It would make no sense. But for Blaine, who sings with birds and make friends with everyone and things just fall in his lap, like, of course he randomly chatted with an old woman in the food court and now here they are. Like, it's not even weird at all. It's not weird at all. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday for Blaine. Right? You know, it doesn't say something, though, that, like... Kurt said get because like there's you know Blaine's yeah. like hey, I met these lesbians like do you want to go meet them with me and and Kurt you know Kurt doesn't willingly like I don't know I Kurt can't see do strangers any, Kurt does not do anything he does not want to do yes one I firmly believe that he does not do things he does not want to do and he also knows Blaine very well so Blaine comes to him and says hey I met these nice lesbians and they want to take us out to dinner do you want to come Kurt's not going to say yes because he feels guilty he's going to go because he wants to go and he's not going to question that 
Blaine met these lesbians at Sbarro and now they want to take yeah. him out to dinner. Like, yeah. But it's both 100% of those realistic things, that yeah. a stranger is like, yeah, young man, let's go out to dinner. That's, yeah. But that's kind of my point. Like, and then yeah. Kurt understands that. Like, mm-hmm. he gets that about Blaine. And he also agrees to go to dinner with them. Like, both of those things happen and they're, they both mean something. You know I what I mean? I have to wonder if a part of that one line of, like, we're not a couple is kind of like him, Carrot always feel like we're, we're, I'm dealing with this and we're doing, you know, but this is a private thing. Please don't encourage mm-hmm. Blaine to, like, <laughs> right. get out of control. <laughs> right. Like, don't feed the animals. Um, I mean, like, I, I always read it as, yeah, we're getting it on in the backseat of his car, but we're not talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, you but know what I mean. When they that, said to Tina, "Like we're going to go see this double feature," no, you did not. <laughs> you did not watch that movie. No, no. either one. <laughs> <laughs> Tina. Um, oh goodness! But I think I don't know. I mean, I give them more credit. I know that we don't always get to see, and yeah, we could have really used Kurt's point of view through the last. I don't know. Five, seven well, I mean, episodes. but that's the thing that's frustrating about, like, you know, the yeah. edit where so New Direction is having their set, and Santana and Kurt are crying for reasons, mm-hmm. and there yeah. are lines in the script for reasons to explain why the two of them are crying because, well, Kurt kind of cries, Santana does not, and right. like the fact that they would they could have a little moment between the two of them would have meant so much more than some of this other stuff that they spent time on. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that was what I was going to say about, so my issues with this scene and the lesbians before we move on to the actual performance is that one of my biggest pet peeves is when they will devote a huge chunk of time or story to someone who's not on the show regularly. Mm -hmm. So like this meal this dinner is not about Kurt and Blaine, really. I mean, it is kind of, but it's more about Jan and Liz. And that kind of gets on my nerves. Like, I care about these people because they're cute, but I don't care about them in the grand scheme of the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. Sure. And the season finale then, is not the time to bring these characters exactly, in. No, exactly. No, this would have been a great story for the, like, the penultimate. Yeah, It would have been a lot better. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say, too. This episode feels like a penultimate. You know why? Also... I also think originally, and again, I could be talking about about my butt, that the, God, I can't talk. Love, Love, Love um, was supposed to be, I think, the finale. Or that whatever was originally the Beatles two-parter was supposed Uh to be the finale for season four. But it got moved to season five. Maybe. I don't know. Because there's 22 episodes. So. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The, the fifth season, they did cut two episodes. So that would make more yeah. sense then. But um, but what I was going to say before, because if I don't get it out, I'll be mad at myself. So, <laughs> um, so one of the biggest things that I've heard about this kind of whole thing is that Kurt's voice isn't heard in all of this. And I'm okay yep. with that because I do think that Blaine deserved to have a storyline that was his but I'm frustrated because then every time that we there was something that would kind of get Kurt's insight, it's cut out. So yes. in this episode, it's the cut scene between the two little things with um, Santana and Kurt. And then in Love, 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 there's a scene cut 
about the sleepover. So that's two I, times where we could have seen something going on with Kurt, and yet it was cut. And that's my biggest issue with it. I will... Um, well, first of all, the level of level stuff we'll say, but I do have... Like, I, looking through it, I am glad it's caught, but I will go into my reasons for okay. it in season five. And that's right, listeners, you will have to wait to hear the, what I actually have to think about that. Right. Um, but more, the long story short is that I think there's some implications in that scene that would have led to thinking that Kurt didn't want to get married. And so, therefore, I think that it is okay that they cut that. Um, because I just don't, like, there's already enough people saying Kurt doesn't want to marry Blaine that I just didn't need that fuel on the fire. Um However, one thing that frustrated me with season four, kind of tying along with it, is that a lot of times Kurt's stories ended up being Rachel's stories. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get a full Kurt story for a very long time. And by the, like, the whole first half of season four was, was a, there was a through Kurt line, but in the second half there wasn't. And it was Mm -hmm. just getting very frustrating to not have any, real development or real insight into what was going on with Kurt, except for these little moments along the way. And they were nice, but it just wasn't enough. It wasn't a fully flushed out story. Right. I agree. I think if we would have had something about Kurt in the beginning of the episode and we didn't go back to it, I would have been like, well, that's normal. But the fact that it was Rachel that you don't go back to, it was weird. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. So, and I see like, I don't know if they they just wanted to hold on to Clayne to be the cliffhanger or whatever, but um, this scene, like, uh, again, like we've all said, kind of to summarize it all up, it wasn't about Clayne. It was about gay marriage, and it was about these lesbians, and they wrapped up Clayne in it, and because of that, Clayne's story feels very unfinished for season Mm -hmm. four. And I don't even buy that it's really a cliffhanger. It just feels unfinished and not in a good way. Yeah. It's not wonderful. Lance holding a ring behind his back. I mean, he's been doing that for four years. Right. Wonderful. (laughs) I think the other hard thing is because wonderful sets up such a nice story and it is a good episode and has a lot of good, delicious, clean stuff in it to come to this feels hollow. Right. Because it feels like almost, I don't know. Mm, No, I don't want to say that. (laughs) Never mind. Okay, no, I will cut it out. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, it just feels like Kurt does a 180, but I don't actually believe that, because I think that it just gets cut. They they just don't know. It's like they don't know how to show two people's agency in a relationship at the same time. No, they don't. But I also think, like, they wanted it to play, like, are are they? They they keep making... Are they? Aren't they? Right. Like... For example, the wedding thing. Everybody knows that they're going to get married. So why do the like whole cutaway is, is he going to say yes? Is he going to walk? Why? You don't need to do right. that. You already know what your audience is thinking. There's no reason to put in that extra tension when there's no need for it because we know what you're doing with it. You could have used that time to do something more interesting. So yeah. anyway, that's kind of like that is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So anything about the lesbian stuff before we go to the, like all or nothing performance? I think that they had to sort of not really include Kurt and have him sort of be edited to be aloof because there's no way to have him realistically in that scene and he wouldn't be responding positively to Blaine in some way, responding positively to the proposal. Like there wouldn't be any drama. There wouldn't be any all or nothing. Ooh, what's going to happen if they showed Kurt in like a real way? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean... (laughs) Like, he's going to say yes. 
Yeah. Come on. I think right. that's the other thing. Like, they wanted it to be, like, will he say yes? I mean, like, yeah. I yeah. don't know. He said I yes just... three years ago. Yeah. He's fine. We're not, we don't... time. <laughs> I think that's why, also, they didn't explicitly say what was going on with Adam, because they wanted you to go into season five wondering what Kurt's going to do, because yeah. they have this whole cliffhanger. I just think that was it. I don't and think And that's it's... probably why they cut the little thing with him and Santana because then yeah. it shows that he is still invested. He cares in too much. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the thing, the, the deleted tidbit that we got from the Brazilians. <laughs> um, so I, I should have printed it out, but I did not. So, well, I actually kind of remember, like I looked back on my blog and what had happened is they had promised the spoiler people that there was like this, that we were going to know that Kurt was invested, that we were going to know that Kurt was going to want, he's going to want this. And then it wasn't there. And they were like, Oh, they must've cut it out. Here's what it was. And then they showed like a little clip of the script. That's right. Okay. And the little, I remember the script part of it was that, um, Kurt's crying during All or Nothing, and and uh, it's actually like, before. It's before they go out, and oh. he goes, he goes, um, oh my gosh, why am I so nervous? And Santana goes, because you still love him, dummy. Like that's it's before they even okay. perform. It was like tacked on to the little yeah. scene with Santana and Wemma, like where they're sitting right there, in right? The first right okay. behind them. Okay, was at the end but, of that. So, but that's why he's crying in the all or nothing mm-hmm. scene is he's so moved by Blaine. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Santana's crying, but. <laughs> Who knows? Because um, she still loves her dummy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, and I know a lot of people at the time were also like, well, but that's not Kurt saying it. But I'm like, at what point do you have to stop saying stuff like that and realize that this is how Glee does its right. writing? That's just how like, they tell their stories. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, I would love Kurt saying that himself, but at the same time, this is the show, you know. And Chris would have shown that in his facial expressions yeah. had he been allowed to see it, you know? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. And now, I completely agree that it's they cut it because they want the cliffhanger aspect of it. Right. Yeah. It just needed to stay in there. I it needed to also because I think that it would supports the Britannia storyline better too, because she mm-hmm. would have said that thing, and then they would have cut to them both crying later. Right. Yeah. And she got no yeah. reason to cry. She's not a crier. Yeah. No. So, um, Snarky, what were you going to say earlier about All or Nothing? That it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, I. I I make fun of Marley's songs a lot, but this one, within the context of how boring the rest of regionals was, I was like, this song isn't doing bad. Okay. Yeah. It makes what? sense. I believe that this 17-year-old wrote it. It's really not that bad. Um, certainly better than the rendition of Here Comes the Bride that they do. <laughs> okay, right. so I have an either-or, Snarky, that I'm putting you on the spot. Would you rather be forced to, for all eternity, hear All or Nothing or get it right, which was Rachel's song that she wrote for original song. Oh, I really don't like either of those, so that's terrible. <laughs> <sighs> My own personal Sophie's choice. Um, let's see. <laughs> well, you probably I actually think them. I might choose Marley's song. Yeah, well, I would too personally. Yeah, I like Blaine and Marley singing together. So right. I. And I like the song well enough. Blaine, so. Blaine really wasn't very impressive during this regional. Sorry, Blaine. Blaine okay. stands. Send all You're your gonna get Blaine stands. You're gonna get so <laughs> much hate. 
Look, I Blaine, love him. He's great. I... But he did not shine in regionals. This is not a regionals for him to shine in. That's okay. Right. He's very busy. He's got a ring jostling around his pocket. <laughs> he's got a proposal to propose. Yeah. He's probably and making hard he had his eyes. phone in his pocket, and this time he has his ring in his in the ring in his pocket. Like, yeah, and a juice wait, box probably. Empty out your pockets before performances. Come on, yeah. man. <sighs> oh goodness! But they all like the the new new directions seem like they were really having fun. Yeah, that was kind of great. I like their costumes. Yeah, I feel like it's well, costumes from another time that somebody already made, which was realistic. They should repeat some costumes. Oh, that reminds me. I, I really like the line way back with the Britney stuff where she tells Tina to make something and Tina's like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. good. Heard my J-Lo Grammys dress. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it was. Jennifer <laughs> yeah. Lawrence, Jim. I think. Yeah. Oh, it was That's Jennifer Lawrence. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is funny because she's pregnant. So that would have been a funny, <laughs> <laughs> funny outfit for her. <laughs> the bump. Oh, Heather um, So, yeah, that's regionals and all or nothing. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think it would have been fun because I know there's like a whole lot. You know, another thing that kind of felt a little dropped was the whole new Rachel aspect. And Marley and Blaine are both kind of the new Rachel. Yeah. And they now they're singing a song. That didn't matter. They mentioned it a few times, but I don't. It. It's, yeah. They totally dropped it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like <clears> most <throat> things in season four, they totally dropped it. Right. <laughs> For better or for oh, worse. Season four. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, I like, like the last scene. The last say, scene yeah. of season four is Blaine holding a ring behind his back. Yeah, let's talk about Worst that. Worst cliffhanger ever. <laughs> Why? Because oh, it's not a cliffhanger, but it's not. Yeah. I kind of like the shot, even if it is really weird that Blaine would be randomly holding this ring in his pocket for all yeah. of regionals because he knows he's not going to propose. And, then, and he doesn't but... propose. Like, the season opens, and it's much later, so he gets this ring out, and then what? Yeah. He just puts it back in his pocket? It's and I like feel like Darren, right back up. Darren could have pulled off a look of, I'm imagining holding a ring in my pocket, that would have been just as effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Staring oh. intensifies. Hard eyes intensify. <laughs> Got it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everything intensifies. It's all or nothing time now. <laughs> so all much. or nothing. All <laughs> or nothing. Yeah. I can vacuum yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> vacuum to that. <laughs> you were just talking about how, like, you could listen to them while you're doing other things. It <laughs> just. I just picture you with like this housewife like vacuuming like, <laughs> like on this old forties radio thing like with a cigarette with your hair in curlers and a silk wrapped around it. I wear headphones and I, you know, get the job done. I mean I, I do needed. too when I clean. I always listen to music when I clean, but it's just a really funny image. I just shaking your hips, oh or nothing. Actually, you know what I do when I clean usually? Is listen to the podcast. That's oh me. well that's that's good. what I'm doing. Oh, I wonder what other people are doing when they listen to my podcast. I don't listen this, to them again. Here we go. There's your next poll. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, now. Cleaning. Driving. Cleaning. Usually I'm cleaning. <laughs> you know, if people would just answer the polls, I wouldn't ask so many of them. <laughs> I meant of like the surveys. But anyway, so let's wrap this up before we go way off tangent. <laughs> oh, are we all or there? nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, cliffhanger. Um. We've kind of reached the end of season four here. There's still some special podcasts later, but this is it. How do you guys feel about being at the end of season four? 
I don't know. <laughs> it felt like a unresolved. Lot. Like yeah, we went through a lot, and it was very unsatisfying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Right? Like especially That's when you look I mean. through the through the, just... through the guise of Rachel. Like, yeah. what was all that for? <laughs> what was the point of anyway? Because I feel yeah. like even season five, even though season five does have issues. I don't know. I feel like it ends somewhere. Yeah. I just, I really feel like somewhere in season four, the show, the showrunners were like, eh, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of episodes. Or they just had like a weird growing pains thing where they didn't know where it was going and they kept trying new things while also simultaneously still trying to do what they'd done before. And Mm -hmm. they just didn't have a balance and there was no balance anywhere. It yeah. just kind of kept driving wherever the heck mm-hmm. it felt like driving and just, oh, wait a minute. I feel like, yeah, this episode is kind of like, oh, we're at the end of the 22 episodes. Right. <laughs> well, oh, we then, here we are. This. Quick. <laughs> because you, get married. You, know, you, break up. You, audition for something. <laughs> That's all of them, right? <laughs> it just, much, it feels yeah. like um, season five, for all of its insanity and messiness, has more focus. So yeah. it also well, the back half of season five is fabulous. Yeah, it's like it has room to breathe and it opens up yeah. and the people they there's less people so there's more focused time on it. There's mm-hmm. just yeah. too many storylines trying to run simultaneously That's true. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even at the beginning, I will like go to bat for the first half of season five, and I think there's a lot of great stuff there as well. Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I think they were sort of recommitted to the idea. You know, they mm-hmm. went through well, something bad and were like, holy shit, mm-hmm. if we're going to do it, let's do it. I also and think also, once they had that two year date, when they're like, okay, we have two years, let's wrap this up, that they mm-hmm. got more focused too. So, sure. I mean, it doesn't also, explain the problems with season six, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different, <laughs> For sure. different set of problems. <laughs> the, the beginning of season five really feels like the ending to season four. It doesn't feel like a new season. It feels like it, they yeah. ended season well, four. Well, and it's so they funny finally because finished it. I will argue that I mean I, I agree in some ways but I also disagree because I do think season five is its own tone and its own flavor and how many different words am I going to use for tone um <laughs> I just vibe I just feel like it is a Sense. different story so <laughs> yeah <Snarky. laughs> she was still coming up with you words. know <laughs> It wasn't until now that I really understand the snarky part of the. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up all or nothing. We can just leave it hanging a little bit because you know this episode. Have you ever noticed that Blaine does this weird head thing when he's singing that song? He goes, "Oh, you can't see me because I'm doing it," but it's like, "Oh, <laughs> or nothing." He like moves his head like a peacock. <laughs> watch it next time and you'll see it and then I'll ruin it forever but okay. I was like cracking up at him I was like what are you doing we with your love neck? Blaine though Blaine stands don't get all freaky on us <laughs> we love Blaine oh I <laughs> love adorable. it it's adorable I, nobody yeah. else would get away with it but him though Like I don't usually have I don't usually have solely Kurt stands on the podcast I'm not used to this weirdness um <laughs> So, but anyway, um, so, okay. I love Blaine, and I think he made total sense through this entire episode, and I don't think there's anything crazy or weird about any of his choices. (laughs) I think that he's a man in love, and that's fine. Okay. So I'm just going to give my super positive. I love Blaine doing his neck thing, because I think it's adorable. Yeah. And 
I love Kurt, and he needed more to do in this episode. 100%. And I want to know how Blaine bought that ring because his credit is ruined. What? Yeah! What? <laughs> his parents' credit was ruined, not his, and he bought a freaking piano for them. Yeah, you so. can't. Yeah. You can't sign what does he base the ring until you're 18. Did he, did he base that ring off of three months' allowance? I mean, <laughs> like, let's see. How did you <laughs> Maybe Cooper got it for it. Like, here, Kim. Maybe he saved up all his birthday money for the past 10 years. <laughs> That seems like something he would do. One of these it days, does. I'm going to be the most ring beautiful fund. man in the world. Can you imagine? He's got like a, sa- a specific savings account that he's like, this is for my wedding. My and for prince. the ring. Prince. For prince. I can, prince. You know what, though? I can see yeah. little Blaine just being like, and someday my prince will come and here's a quarter for my husband, my future yeah. love. He's got the scrapbook already made. He just needs to yeah. slot the picture in. The thing oh, is, is man. I can see it for both of them. I can oh, see yeah. it. Kurt yeah. and I can see it for Blaine. And I'm well, Kurt like, has a hope not chest. kidding at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where are they talking about him having a hope chest? <laughs> oh, that's not like his mom. Mm. Love him. And then I oh. made it sad. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> and then she died. <laughs> all or nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's end it before you do anything worse. <laughs> so on that note, um, we will, you know, the end of season four might have ended, but the podcast has not. So uh, join us next week. We're going to actually, I believe, if my keep my schedule straight, it will be the Misconceptions episode where we talk about Kurt and Blaine's various uh, criticisms and how we try to defend them or not defend them, but put it in context. It'll be fun. It's going to be so, good. I'm excited. Um, and then we will, this is, oh God. (laughs) So I will see you next Sunday and out. (laughs) Finally found you, my missing puzzle piece. I'm complete. I was just guessing. At numbers and figures Pulling the puzzles apart Would you love me Even with my dark side Somebody let me come through I'll always be there As frightened as you To help us survive